Don't trust anything I say. My brain is copepods. <laughs> <laughs> and you blame me for always bringing up parasites. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Midlight Crisis, a real podcast hosted by three grown-up biologists revisiting books from our teens, and it's totally cool. I am one of your hosts, Sophie, and I have a randomly generated fantasy name for today, and that name, it's going to be confusing, (laughs) because one of our other hosts also has this name. Oh. Oh. Sort of. My name is Samward Haydrinker. <laughs> Fun. You can call me Sam. <laughs> Sam. That's not going to get confusing. <laughs> and I I guess I drink hay. Ew. Ew. Can hay be turned into a drink? I was going to say can you juice? Can you juice grasses hay or boil can, it until can it's anything really be turned into a edible? drink? Yeah, if you boil it then it becomes a beverage. <laughs> yeah. Can mash it. Run some water through it. Boil yeah. it. Mash it. Stick it. Stick it in, in a stew. In a stew. <laughs> yeah. Set by another great Sam. Yeah, oh, there you go. There's too many Sams on this a podcast. Lot of Sams I'm leaving. On this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, who are you guys? Well, my name's Sam, but Whoa. today. Whoa. No, that's Fantasy my name. Land. No, it's my <laughs> name. Don't take my name. <laughs> I guess I can be called today instead of Sam Northander Ensinger. Wow, Northander, Northander. That surely that's, that's a real name. Yeah, that's got to be a fantasy name already. Yeah, yeah. What was the second part? Ensinger. 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 Wow. wow. Dramatic. So yeah. dramatic. That's definitely in a fantasy novel that's read by somebody with a very prim English accent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not going to try to do it because I will embarrass myself. Don't worry. Hannah embarrassed herself first. (laughs) It's okay. I'm going to cut that out. Uh, I'm Hannah. (laughs) I'm Hannah. (laughs) Not Sam. (laughs) But for the purposes of today's podcast, you can call me by my randomly generated fantasy name. Sorry. (laughs) Which Uh is not as funny as I'm leading it in to be, but it's real tickling me right now. My fantasy name is Pete Gamart. Pete? Just Pete? Just Pete. Wait, is it Pete? Pete as in Meyer or Pete as in Dragon? Pete as in Dragon. Okay. Just like I'm just some guy. Uh, All right, Pete. We've got Sam, Sam, and Pete today. No, Northander. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Honestly, that name was funniest for how funny you found it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just losing your shit right now. It's great. <laughs> I didn't think it was that funny until I had to say it out loud, and then it became the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it turns out that the funniest names we pick are just when they're regular names like the last time we laughed this hard was for jake (laughs) (laughs) which is the only name that we've remembered consecutively so many times in a row yep oh wow good names all around yeah honestly yeah we're all doing great well once again we read two more chapters of aragon this week which definitely weren't just total bummers. Uh, <laughs> but how about you guys tell us what happened in chapter 37 and 38 of Aragon? Well, to put everybody in a fantastic mood, chapter 37 called A Legacy of a Rider. Well, it's, it's, it's not very happy. Hmm. So the chapter starts with Aragon being awoken by Saphira yelling in his brain because <laughs> Brom is convulsing. You are laughing because you started the chapter with being awake. I know. <laughs> um, or awoken. No, I was no, laughing definitely- at how you described it, actually. Oh, that's also good. Great. Love that. Anyways, Aragon rushes to Brom's side, gets Brom the wine he asks for, and then mm. asks 
asked him to wash his hand with wine, or Braum asked Aragorn to do that, which is really strange. But anyways, Aragorn then finds the dragon rider's mark on Braum's hand, and no, I will not be saying the proper name as to avoid further humiliation. (laughs) And (laughs) before Braum um, passes, he tells Aragorn of how he used to be a dragon rider and had a dragon also named Severa, who died. Then, sadly, Braum passes away, and the chapter ends with the funeral of Braum. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Rip. Braum. Rip. Rip. Uh, well, in... (laughs) (laughs) Just keep this energy going. Yeah. (laughs) Diamond Tomb. We learn a little bit more about Murtag, as he and Aragon are sitting around being sad boys together. Murtag is running from the Empire like them, but is equally misaligned, unaligned, anti-aligned with the Varden. He doesn't like them either. Yeah. Murtag also recognizes Aragon's sword, Zarak, and reveals it was originally the sword of none other than Morzan, the Forsworn dragon rider who was Brahm's friend before defecting to Galvatorix and subsequently being killed by Brahm. Despite this, Murtag wants to continue traveling with Aragon and Saphira, since he was low-key looking for them anyway as he was following the Razak around, and they agree to let him travel with them. Saphira and Aragon then go and chat for a bit, whereupon it is revealed that Braum told Saphira all sorts of secrets, including the one that he was a writer, which she has known since they first met, and how to find the Varden, but he asked her not to tell Aragon all of these secrets. So she reveals that the way for them to find the Varden is through a man called Dormnand, who lives in Gilead, so they decide to travel there next. Murtag agrees, though he is unequivocal in stating that he will absolutely not go with them to the Varden. As they prepare to leave camp, Aragon and Saphira go up to the tomb to say their last goodbyes to Brahm, and Saphira uses some kind of dragon magic to transform the sandstone tomb into diamond. Wow. Wow. Incredible. What a good time. <laughs> yeah. Wow, guys. Brom was a rider. Who's shocked? Whoa. Who, who was totally shocked? I uh, am yeah, so shocked. <laughs> they got us. For like everyone. Nothing has shocked me more in the world. <laughs> nope. So surprising. So surprising. I was surprised that his dragon was also named Saphira. I was like, really? Like... <laughs> Really? Yeah. I I don't know, because from what I remember, like, Saphira kind of picked her own name, right? Like, Aragorn listed a bunch of names, and then she was like, yeah, that one. Yes, but he did list a bunch of names that Bram told him were names of, like, famous dragons. Right, okay. So, so like, is it possible mm-hmm. that this Saphira is descendant from Bram's Saphira? Like, is that... I guess maybe Probably we don't not. know, or maybe that's a spoiler. I don't know. Well, I feel like if Brom became a rider before Galbatorix's reign, and there's only three eggs left since Galbatorix rose to power, yeah, and the eggs hang out for a while, I feel like there probably wasn't enough generation time for his Saphira to have excellent point laid eggs. That makes sense. Excellent point. Yes. Although, didn't they say, like, didn't we determine that they wouldn't have to be very old before they were sexually mature? Because it was by size. Remember. Yeah. I don't remember either, mm-hmm. but I feel like we had something ridiculous where, like... <laughs> oh, wasn't they... it, like, six months or something? Yeah. Yeah. Considering that they live for, like, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if all the Saphiras are blue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe they're descended, like, from the same lineage. Oh, maybe. Not necessarily mother, daughter, or whatever, but, like, cousins or siblings or something. Yeah. But to both be named Saphira? It just seems weird. What are the chances? Wow. Well, it could also be, like, we know that Saphira was conscious in her egg. And that she True. can mentally talk to Brom. So, like, maybe yeah. she was, like, picking up stuff from Brom. And so, like, Brom, who says in these chapters that he's, like, never stopped thinking about his own dragon. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the time she spent with Brom, she was like, oh... This dragon. You yeah. Know? Maybe. Yeah. She might have had like a subconscious association with yeah. the name Saphira from that time. Yeah. Because like yeah. before that, <laughs> she would have only had Galbatorix 
and quote unquote evil dragons. <laughs> yes. And I guess Braum would have yeah. been like the first dragon rider to touch her or to touch her egg. Uh, well, she was in the possession of the dragon riders at one point, I think. Okay. I'm assuming. I, uh, I just, yeah. oh yeah. So I, I guess because she was stolen from the dragon riders by Galvatorix and then stolen back by Braum. Yes, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay, never mind. I can't quite remember the timelines. Braum mentions in one of these chapters that his Saphira was killed in Gilead, which I think was the same place where he stole Saphira's egg. So I don't oh. know if that was the same mission oh. or not, but it could be possible, again, that like Saphira, our current Saphira in her egg, was like aware of adult Saphira being out there before that Saphira died. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That, let's just make this chapter more sad. <laughs> yeah, you know how the chapters were already sad? Let's make us more sad about it. <laughs> I mean, Aragon has the right idea, and uh, I think it's in the second chapter, so I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Yeah. But he thinks about how sad it is that dragon riders were killed, and then thinks that it's even more sad that <laughs> yeah. dragons were killed. And I'm like, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> like Aragon who has had two people he loves killed in front of him yeah. is like yeah but you know what's worse dragons die <laughs> <laughs> like same same, same. Aragon same. <laughs> uh, wow <laughs> it's it's a, a weird chapter I love that Brahms like to go back to the first chapter Brahms like please Aragon I'm dying get me some wine <laughs> Aragorn's like, Brom, you shouldn't. Brom's like, not for that. (laughs) You I needed to show you my cool dragon rider mark on my hand. Uh But (laughs) But also, even if it wasn't like, Aragorn, he's dying, just let him get drunk. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow, let him have some wine. (laughs) He must have been using some kind of this is where the fact that I'm not an artist is going to come out on full display. Some kind of like special <laughs> alcohol solvent paint. Yeah. Soluble paint, rather. Like it says specifically dye. And yeah. I know a lot of dyes are activated with alcohol. So are there any that are disactivated Well, like I by alcohol? Like, I guess maybe it would make it... I, I, I've only heard this for... I don't even know why I know this information. It's definitely not from a credible source. Like, it's from a video (laughs) game or a book. I'm certain. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure there are ones that, like, can be activated in, like, vinegar. Okay. Which I guess could be wine. I don't know what the difference between wine and vinegar is. (laughs) Something, for sure. Something, for sure, definitely. If only we looked stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, no but i know that like dye is like yeah becomes Mm -hmm. dye in alcohols or water or something and so i guess whatever he used i think it just like turns it into like the liquid that can stain yeah that makes sense so so it makes sense that it would also come off with the same substance i could be fully talking out of my ass right now (laughs) no but uh, your seems plausible to me (laughs) it seems possible right yeah, 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 right? Yeah. I guess he probably doesn't have the dye any longer, but it does beg the question why he would need Aragon to buy gloves if he had Gedwe Ignazia covering dye. Well, if he, but, if Aragon knew that he had that, he'd be like, why do you have that? <laughs> and then Brom could just be like, don't ask questions, you don't impertinent ask- boy. <laughs> yeah, big question. Okay. Literally, what would have been bad about Aragon knowing that Brom was a rider before now? Like from the beginning, uh, like nothing. Like it would have helped. Nothing. There would have been no mystery. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. But there's already so many other mysteries. Like, <laughs> why did Brom have to withhold that information? I just, I don't understand. Fella. Yeah, it's yeah, just... it's an interesting choice. I cannot, I actually have been thinking about it while I was reading these chapters. After I read the chapters, I was just like, I cannot think of a single reason that when they started traveling together, 
Brom could not have shown him the symbol on his palm right at the beginning mm-hmm. and was like, yeah. you have to come with me. Yeah. There is no reason. Right? No, there isn't. None. There's no reason. Besides Brom being a terrible mentor, may he rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Glad that got a laugh. Uh, we're gonna talk shit about it, but also rip. But also, <laughs> R.I.P. My dude. An effing chat program. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just because like I feel like Aragon would have taken everything he said more seriously. Mm-hmm. He would have like asked more questions that Brom could have answered. You know, like it mm-hmm. just would have meant that Aragon was like more prepared with information which we still don't have a good reason why having this information is dangerous to Aragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than Aragon being an idiot and deciding to act on it for revenge. I mean, he's doing that anyway. But he's doing that to the Razak, right? He's not being like, "I'm going to fight Galbatorix." <laughs> Maybe now that Brom's dead he will, but yeah. Like, yeah. But I mean, the Razak also killed Brom. It's not like that's true. He yeah. has a new enemy yeah. from this specific incident. Man, Fair. that fucking sucks. Both of his dads got killed by the Razak. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, <laughs> what a bummer. The Razak's yeah. just out here murdering dads. Just out here murdering dads. Uh, no dads <laughs> left in Allegasia. Aragon <laughs> <laughs> has to stop picking new dads. <laughs> Every dad is just going to die. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe he can choose Galbatorix next and then the Razak will have to kill Galbatorix. Whoa. That's a great idea. Whoa. Maybe he should pick the Razak to be his dad. Whoa. dang. (laughs) (laughs) I would read a villain origin story here. (laughs) Yeah. We can go that route. I'm not mad at it. Honestly, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. It would be very... The Poppy War, if Aragon decided to go on a righteous crusade against Galbatorix, kills Galbatorix, and then becomes just as worse, or just yeah. as worse, just as you know, <laughs> just as worse, just, just as, as worse. worse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we all know also that Hannah would definitely read the book where child <laughs> attaches themselves to an unwilling dad. <laughs> I oh, did yeah. rewatch The Bad Batch this weekend. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> where an, a, a child attaches herself to four dads. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's I fine. I was listening to House in the Cerulean Sea, so I don't know uh, if I'm any better. Yeah. Honestly, I did a fun thing. Okay, for, for the death scene. Oh, okay. no. you know the part where Brom died. Yeah, yeah, I remember that happening. Okay, so um, Brom died, and Whoa. well, actually, as he was dying, there's one part where. It's like his hands grew icy. The air around him took on an evil humor. So I've just pulled up the different humors. Okay. Of the temperament theories, right? Medicine. Uh (laughs) Yep. Because I want us to try and figure out which of the humors this one is. Which one is cold and evil? Okay. Yeah. So for anyone unfamiliar with the four temperament theory, I guess is what it's called. The hum- humorism system is there are like four humors and they are blood, yellow bile, black bile, and phlegm. Ew. <laughs> All great fluids. <laughs> and imbalances in them are what make you sick or determine your temperament, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So those are the four humors. Let's... Oh, my... Okay, well, I can't read some of this, actually. (laughs) Anyway, so blood is warm and moist. Yellow Mm. bile is warm and dry. Black bile (laughs) is cold and dry. I hate this. And phlegm is cold and moist. (laughs) And and let me just, let me just, uh, I have one sentence about each of them to to describe the people. Okay, so if you have, this is... It doesn't say if you have too much red blood. It just says people who have red blood are friendly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Good. okay. They joke and laugh about their bodies, and they are rose-tinted, <laughs> slightly red, and have pretty skin. <laughs> they are enthusiastic, active, and social. 
Wow. So that's so that's red blood, which is sanguine. <laughs> uh-huh. The people who have yellow bile, who are choleric, are bitter, short-tempered, and daring. <laughs> that's mm. me. Oh no, not daring. No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let, I. <laughs> uh are do you appear greenish <laughs> don't you have green hair yeah i dyed my hair two days ago and it's so green. there you go okay <laughs> wow. so hannah's choleric nice well apparently you're also ambitious decisive aggressive and short-tempered <laughs> you know me the most decisive person on this podcast <laughs> i have ever met <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I mean when you have your schedule do you yeah. are decisive about that schedule. I'm decisive about my schedule and short-tempered when it is altered. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> Hannah is yellow bile. So I always people wanted to who... be yellow bile. Yeah, it's the dream. <laughs> so people who are composed of black bile, who are melancholic, <laughs> are lazy, fearful, and sickly. <laughs> Jeez. Also, they have black hair and black eyes. Demons. Okay. <laughs> that's all it says about them. The other <laughs> ones had like the all these other things. <laughs> that was it. Same with uh people who have phlegm, who are flip Oh my god, I don't know how to say this word. Flip phlegmatic. Phlegmatic? Is that or how you phlegmatic? say it? Phlegmatic? Phlegmatic? I think gonna... it's phlegmatic. Hey Google. How do you pronounce phlegmatic? <laughs> <laughs> Google says it's pronounced phlegmatic. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Good. Google. <laughs> anyway, okay, people who are phlegmatic are low-spirited, forgetful, and have white hair. Oh. So, are old. <laughs> don't seem to encompass every possible... Nope. These yeah. are it. it seems like you're either like a nice, chill person and you have blood, or you're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you're terrible, yeah. <laughs> like, everything except for being sanguine is bad so anyway do you think any of these are evil (laughs) i feel like moist is far more evil than dry yeah Yeah. so like cold and moist cold and moist so brahm is full of phlegm (laughs) brahm is full of phlegm which is convenient (laughs) because it is associated with old age perfect nailed it also winter the brain slash lungs and water (laughs) sure sure I mean, yeah. Brum has a brain and lungs and drinks water, so that checks. <laughs> Sorry. I put it, I, there are a bunch of tables I copied over in case I wanted to use them. <laughs> I found, okay, a couple, a couple more descriptions. Okay. Which, if you're sanguine, you are socially useful. <laughs> wow. The downside is you're hysterical, <laughs> but you also are inspiring. Ah, yes. Yeah, and have influence. I took a test to see which temperament I was. Apparently, I'm sanguine, so no big deal. But I'm also barely more sanguine than I am phlegmatic. (laughs) (laughs) So you're old and cold, but also, like, super fun. (laughs) So, yeah, so I'm cold and moist, but also warm and moist. (laughs) Just real damp over there. It's damp. It's... (laughs) Uh, i mean cold and moist would have described all three of us very well back when we worked at the aquarium because we all had cold water exhibits (laughs) yeah i was cold and moist all the time (laughs) i was always cold and moist in that place (laughs) i mean it still describes me in my current job (laughs) there you go fair congrats sam congrats moist sometimes in (laughs) ethanol yeah actually me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) do you guys want to do this test (laughs) yeah send her around send it around 11 minutes later i'm melancholic Uh, yeah me too Ah. (laughs) your temperament is melancholic the melancholic temperament is fundamentally introverted and thoughtful melancholic people often were perceived as very or overly pondering and considerate getting rather worried when they could not be on time for events. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Wow. Melancholics so can be highly creative in activities such as poetry and art and can become preoccupied with the tragedy and cruelty in the world. Oh my God. <laughs> Why are you guys so melancholic? 
They are self-reliant and independent. One negative part of being a melancholic is that they can get so involved in what they are doing, they forget to think of others. Why did this have to call me out? (laughs) My little table about the different temperaments for melancholic says, your temperament is avoiding, (laughs) depressed, conscientious, and cautious. I mean, that describes me pretty well, I think. There you go. But don't forget, you're also lazy, fearful, and sickly. Also, you have black hair and black eyes. (laughs) Yes, yes. How could I forget? Yes. Don't forget. Don't forget. (laughs) Don't forget. And you're just full of black bile. (laughs) According to this test, I am mostly melancholic, and my dominant minority is cleric, so I'm just full of all kinds of bile. (laughs) Just bile yeah. from toes to tip. Just call me old bilious. <laughs> wow, we're just like opposites. I'm sanguine and phlegmatic. Wow. That must be why we get along. I'm imagining like a sitcom. <laughs> of the four humors. Yeah. <laughs> and they were roommates. Oh well, my god, they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. Well, Hannah and I are roommates, but Sam and I are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that was a very long aside. The last thing I had to say about this chapter. Uh-huh. So Brom dies, and we're all very sad. Rip. But he dies in the evening, mm-hmm. and then they're all like, wow, this is incredibly sad. We need to carry him up the mountain. So they carry him up to the top of the mountain. It appears to take, you know, not that long. And then Aragon makes a grave. And then stands sadly until evening. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so like is it the just, same evening or the next one? Like the same evening or the next one? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like the way it's like it literally says the evening hours were young and the shadows long when Brahm died, and then it's like. Aragon bowed his head and mourned freely. This is at the top of the mountain. He stood like a living statue until evening. <laughs> but, but, so like, but. it does hours. say when light faded from the land. So maybe he just waited until it got dark and then he went back inside. Second evening, you know, evening too. <laughs> well, there's like, there's, I mean, evening, I feel like is the wrong choice of word if it's when it gets dark. Yeah. Which is what yeah. the, the rest of the sentence implies, but yeah. It's just funny that he specifically said <laughs> evening in both cases. Yeah. <laughs> like if he was, if he had just used the descriptions where he was like, ah, when the f- light was just fading, and then like, and now when the light faded, you know, it's like okay, that's fine. It's like, okay, yeah, but yeah, to that's be like, like, you did a lot of stuff. Yeah, and also like when the sun starts setting, you got like at most two hours before it gets dark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I'm sure they could do that in the amount of time it takes from, you know, the first start of dusk until it's nighttime. Yeah, until twilight. (sighs) Yeah, but uh, no. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) I won't go back to that. Anyway, should we talk about this cool tomb that Aragon makes with magic? Yeah. Yeah. He is, like, bound and determined to bury Brom on the top of this hill. And Murtag is like, bro, this hill is made of rock. You can't dig in that. And Aragon is like, watch <laughs> That's me. That's how he says it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Aragon is like, bro, watch me. I'm going to do it. Bro, hold my beer. <laughs> hold my wineskin. Hold my, hold my wineskin. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, hold my wineskin. Uh, and then he... <laughs> Sorry. And then, and then he he uses magic to tell the rock to flow like water and forms it like clay into basically a sarcophagus, it seems. Yeah. And then yeah. puts Brahm in it, puts Brahm's sword and his staff in it, and then puts more sandstone on top of that and writes a nice little inscription. Well, <laughs> well, the inscription is like written by a 15 year old, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It has bothersome line breaks. Yeah. Um. The choice. So it, it says here lies Brahm, who was a dragon rider and like a father to me. May his name live on in glory, which like that. Yeah, I love nice. it. 
But the yeah. problem is, is that there's a line break after father. So it says, and like a father to me. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Like, well. <laughs> Questionable. <sighs> no, it's fine. We get it. It's sad. Brom Dunn died. <laughs> he Dunn went and did it. Dunn went and did it. So that's <laughs> over two father figures versus Zach. Yeah, I do just want to say that skipping it, the skipping it to the end of the second chapter where okay. Sophia turns it to diamond, just because we're talking about the tomb. Okay, yeah. Right? So Sephira, like, in, at the end of the next chapter, they go back up to be like, all right, Brom, we're definitely leaving this time. And then <laughs> Sephira, like, touches it and turns the whole thing to diamond, mm-hmm. which is just terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> Like he's like, yeah, it just looks like Brahm is sleeping. I'm like, that's horrifying. Yeah. Imagine, imagine you're just, just like... like out on the plains and <sighs> you're like doing some like cool bouldering with your hipster friends and yeah. you climb up this cool boulder and on the top of it is a dead man encased in diamond. <laughs> yeah. like, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> Get me wild. out of here. I can't imagine he lo- actually looks like he's sleeping. Like he probably looks pretty dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, he died of an infection inflicted by like a magical wound. Yeah. It's he's not got like he was looking wound. good. Yeah. At the beginning of the first chapter, he had a fever so high he had a seizure. Yeah. Like yep. he probably looked like shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, you know what we should do? Permanent open casket. Permanent open <laughs> casket forever. And Sephira's like, well, don't worry. Now he will be free of the ravages of time. And I'm like, I don't think that's how that works (laughs) i mean it is magic maybe she petrified him i guess that might be it i mean what's most likely to happen is that brahm will be slowly replaced by Uh organisms that eat his flesh and replace it with sediment in the exact shape of brahm (laughs) and turn him into a fossil my brain definitely did not go that way I mean, that's how fossils are formed. Yeah, was just... Can you imagine? <laughs> the idea of these bacteria being like, oh, sick, this is a perfect mold for my sediment. <laughs> for my sediment. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's how they... That's how that works. That's how they do, yeah. Uh-huh, there's a decision-making process. Yeah, I guess they'd have to get in somehow, which oh. I guess is the point, but like... I mean, he had an infection, though. There was already bacteria like, in there. Like, in all of his gut bacteria, right? Like, Yeah, I wonder how much of it is abiotic, or not abiotic. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's bacteria abiotic bacteria. Abiotic. <laughs> uh, what's anoxic? That's the word I was trying to think of. Because if any of it is bacteria that requires oxygen, it's just going to die. I mean, I would assume gut flora are anoxic, but Probably. I don't know anything at all. Yeah. Anyway, basically, they're going to come back to a puddle inside the <laughs> magical diamond tomb. Listen, he was preserved magically with magic. He's going to look like that forever. Is this... Does Did anyone else get the feeling that this was like, mm, Brahm's going to come back to life? Did no. Anyone? I did not. I was like... They went to such trouble to be like, his body will be preserved perfectly. Uh, that I was like, we're going to so put Brom back inside it. Brom's going to come back. <laughs> I was thinking that they had all of those rituals for when Garrow died. Yeah. That like, often death rituals are to like, help the person into the afterlife, right? But it's like, if any of their death rituals are done with the intention of like helping a dead person into a peaceful afterlife did they just like <laughs> seal brahm into purgatory forever <laughs> yeah they didn't oh. they didn't put the whatever they were supposed they didn't to give put him on the him. the silver cup and the i forget what plant they gave him it's you know the the poison one that's not poison hemlock hemlock oh, the hemlock <laughs> that wasn't the real hemlock or maybe yeah. it was we're yeah. not sure where aragon takes place <laughs> <laughs> is it in fantasy North America or fantasy Europe? It's hard to say. We think Europe. Probably Europe. I think North America. I guess, I mean, like, gravestones are kind of a religious thing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Like, again, if we're just going off of, like, there's no organized religion here, then, like, why are you... Wouldn't it? 
just be uh, like doing something for his death at all. But wouldn't <laughs> it know? just be like a cultural way of remembrance? I don't know. I'm it weird. Depends, I don't yeah. really think of those things as like a religious thing of more just like a way to remember the person. I've only been to funerals and like cemeteries that were associated with churches. So I associate yeah. cemeteries very closely with churches, but I don't actually know if there are like non-religious grave sites. I just feel the like same the, format. the idea of like commemorating a person's body just feels very much like to protect them for whatever comes next, you know? Right. Yeah, it's certainly very cultural. Yeah. Anyway. Which often has ties with whatever the dominant religion is. So it it does make it a little bit difficult to try to guess when you <laughs> don't really yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. But I guess there must just be a culture in Alleghenia of yeah. burying your dead and putting up yeah. a memorial. Yeah. Probably because the author was a 15-year-old from North America and didn't <laughs> even consider that there was another possibility at that age. <laughs> yeah. Would be my guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the other part is like the assumption that having his body perfectly preserved is better than letting it yeah, return naturally to the decompose earth or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Which is also just like an interesting thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I watched a YouTube video recently for some reason about the process of embalming. And oh, God. The, the <laughs> takeaway from that is like literally the only reason we do it is so that it's so that you have more time to play in a funeral and it's less unsettling to look at. Yeah. And then your body stays perfectly preserved for years because it's pumped full of chemicals. And I'm like, well, I hate it. I don't want that. <sighs> just I don't no. want that. Yeah, just yeah. like put me through a wood chipper and dump me in a marsh. Like, <laughs> I want to be a tree. Like within minutes, I would like to be have my body dealt with. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't really understand a lot of like death rituals at least in my culture because part of me is like I, if i when i'm dead like i'm gonna be dead just get rid of me in the cheapest and most environmentally friendly way possible yeah. <laughs> like yeah. don't embalm me i don't want like a super fancy coffin just like chuck me into the ocean or something yeah if you can <laughs> please just throw me into an empty hole yeah <laughs> like don't put me in a box yeah it's like, that's yeah, I find it very hubristic and unsettling that we, like, preserve our dead. It's, yeah, I don't like it. No. Anyway. anyway. Yep. Super uplifting chapters, We're you guys. We're having a good time. Okay, but one question. Yeah. Sure. Does anyone wish that, like, we got more of Brahm's backstory now? Because, yes. like, yeah. I want to know about Brahm the Dragon Rider and the terrible mentor he had to become such a terrible <laughs> mentor. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if he was like so mercurial and unhelpful mm-hmm. because he's basically the last dragon rider yeah. and like all of his contemporaries are dead, his dragon's dead. I got listen. Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi, right? He yeah. goes a little kooky by himself out in the desert. I feel like that might be the same kind of thing that happened here, right? I agree with you. He was completely alone for centuries. The grief of losing your dragon. Yeah. You know, like as I understand, like, it hasn't been explicitly said here, but, you know, you always see where it's like, oh, it's like a soul bond. Or yeah. like, you know, like, it's way closer than you'd ever have with another person or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you sort of assume that, like, the death of one half of this partnership. And mm-hmm. then Brahm is like, not only did my dragon die, but I am, like, cursed to live so much longer without her, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would drive you a little. Yeah. Well, he does say that without Saphira, for him, life is hardly worth living, is like what he says to Aragon. His like last bit of advice for Aragon is protect your dragon with your life. Yeah. Yeah. So like that clearly has weight upon him. And like he lived through like the peak and fall of the riders marzan the forsworn guy was like one of his best friends before yeah, brahm had to kill yeah. him like yeah geez no wonder that guy sucked his life is terrible <laughs> but i want to know more yeah it's like, yeah why couldn't we know more why did he have to like reveal all of this which we kind of touched on at the last minute on his deathbed yeah he could have given Aragon so much more, but also, as the reader, I want to know more! <laughs> Brown prequel when? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll, the Varden will talk about him a bit? Maybe. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like because he's the father figure who dies in the first book, Aragon is going to be like discovering things about Brum throughout the series. Yeah. yeah. But also touching back on the like, why didn't he tell Aragon he was a dragon rider? And also on the like Obi-Wan Kenobi comparison. Murtag knows of Brom the Dragon Rider. Yeah. That comes up in this chapter. Like he's heard of Brom, the famed dragon rider who slew Morzan and took his sword. So if Brom was truly like trying to hide from everybody, including Aragon, why is he still using the name Brom? Yeah. That too. Like, like why wouldn't he just change it? <laughs> like freaking Ben <laughs> Kenobi. Yeah, Ben <laughs> Kenobi. It's completely different. It's, Kenobi. It's totally different. Kenobi. Okay, the best thing about... Sorry, I'm going to talk about Star Wars for a second. I read the Legends novel Kenobi. So it's Legends and therefore not canon anymore. But it like reveals that the reason that he's still known as Kenobi, even like when he's in hiding, is like he goes and tells people his name is Ben. And then uh, some like teenage girl gets a teenage girl crush on him and spies on him and he like talks to himself and he's just like oh well that wasn't very smart of you Kenobi and then this girl goes back to her community and is like oh his name's Ben Kenobi I heard him talking to himself (laughs) 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 which is honestly the best explanation that is yeah I want that to be canon yeah I do too it I laughed out loud when I read that I was like this is the best resolution to that like stupid plot point yeah hilarious (laughs) Mm-hmm. so maybe just like he was muttering around talking to himself and people were like oh you're Brahm and he was like oh, shit. yes I am Brahm Damn it. Yes. <laughs> no relation to the dragon right I mean I guess that's also fair because like his dragon died so maybe people think the long life is associated with like the dragon being alive and so yeah. I bet there's like kids named after all the dragon riders yeah i mean you know? aragon's named after a dragon rider the way everyone was named bella or edward <laughs> yeah uh, or ron or yeah all those kids named ron. <laughs> all those or- kids named legolas uh-huh. daenerys and daenerys Oof. yeah that one is actually that was an actual so one I feel like that's not as bad as all the kids called Khaleesi. That's yeah. true. Khaleesi's pretty bad. Khaleesi's way worse. <sighs> Imagine doing that and then the last episode comes out and you're yeah. like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I I just wanted to say Brahm is also probably kind of a dick because like Aragon is like at the start of his dragon rider time. He like has his dragon. Yeah. You know, yeah. and Rob is just getting that shoved in his face. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah. <being> like, cool. <laughs> yeah. And obviously, like, being traumatized and or mentally ill is not an excuse to treat people around you like shit. Yeah. But you know, sometimes it's an explanation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a different thing I liked about the second chapter, uh-huh. just a fun sentence. Okay. Uh, was when Murtag's eyes became inscrutable orbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes it sound like he turned into a couple of crystal balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just imagining them going like fully white. It's like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, see, I was imagining fully black. <laughs> oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I read too much fanfiction in like 2014 that yeah. I cannot take the word orb seriously in any context anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I'm yeah. Just, what? <laughs> just every like mediocre fan fiction writer including me in like 2013, 2015, whatever, um would talk about characters eyes being orbs. Oh, so there you'd sense. see a lot of like I looked into his blue orbs or whatever. <laughs> his inscrutable orbs. His inscrutable orbs. <laughs> You know what? Inscrutable Orbs is a great name. That is a great, yeah. Band name called it. That's going to be my astrology (laughs) psychic name. uh, (laughs) The Inscrutable Orbs and the Tenebrous Nightmare Ship. Yeah. Uh, Two good band names right there. Super good. Also, Aragon just like casually carves sandstone. With his yeah, ha- hands with his like fingernails. <laughs> his he carves fingernail? words unconsciously into sandstone. 
like you know how some rocks they'll make like that white yeah like like that's sort of what i assume he means yeah but But still with this fingernail yeah it still feels like oh my god yeah you i think aragon's going to turn out to have super strength (laughs) i mean doesn't he get that from being a writer i thought you were about to say well his whole body did turn hard (laughs) (laughs) i mean it did Including his fingernails. Is Aragon a Twilight vampire? <laughs> Aragon? Oh, no, no Brahm is. Brahm is the one who's uh, untouchable by time and made of diamond. <laughs> oh, he's. This is the episode he died. We can't make a joke about it yet. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh... <laughs> uh, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Brahm. But. <laughs> but. The crossover oh nobody wanted. Uh, this oh, book crosses over like with. Diamond. He does. Shine bright. <laughs> like, like a diamond. diamond. <laughs> wow. Rip. Um, <sighs> should we talk a little bit about Murtag, who is very Kinda mysterious cool. and, yeah. like, super cool? Yeah, yeah, he's running away from the Empire. He hates the Empire. He hates the Forsworn, apparently, because he gets, like, real pissed that Aragon has Marzan's sword. Yeah. He also hates the Varden. It seems like he hates everybody except Aragon. He specifically wanted to find Aragon. Yeah. So, like, that's interesting. That's fun. Yeah. What's up with this guy, I wonder? Is it is because he knows knows. their brothers, potentially? (laughs) And not the other thing I thought they could be? They're not lovers? I mean, they could be either at this point. That's true. could be anything. What I liked about Murtag being dramatic in this part is like mm-hmm. literally four paragraphs apart. He's like, wow, you traveled with Brahm, the Brahm, the one who did all this stuff and killed Morzan in a duel. And then like two seconds later, he's like, why the fuck do you have Morzan's sword? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> we, you like, okay, never mind. <laughs> it's like, oh, because he killed Marzan and took it from him. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. Uh, Murtag is shook. Just a, a drama king. Oh, such a drama king. He and Aragorn are gonna get along like two peas in a pod. So but Super dramatic teens. Oh, yeah. Finally, two teens. extremely sad for no reason. Well, Aragorn has well, lots of reasons. <laughs> I yeah. assume Murtag does, too. Uh... <laughs> I need to know more. Hannah keeps alluding to just, like, so much with Murtag. I need to know. So, okay, so the thing is, I barely remember anything about Murtag, except, like, a couple of major plot points that okay. I that made me sad. Because <laughs> he's the sad boy. Uh. But also, listen, at the time, reading this in 2005, I would have been 13, and my, like, celebrity crushes at the time were, like, Matt from Digimon and the sure. loner Metabot from Metabots. Yeah. So I was yeah. like really into sad boys. Sad boys who angst weighed more than they probably should and like are drama kings. So I was super into Murtag. Um, that makes sense. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm sure he sucks. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get. But to but my like. 15 year old memory is like wow <laughs> Murtag what a guy <laughs> what a guy <laughs> what a guy <laughs> it's like me not being able to fully uh remove myself from being like well surely Jacob isn't as bad as that. yeah <laughs> yeah it's the same yeah. thing he's pretty terrible but maybe he's not that bad <laughs> maybe he's not that bad <laughs> Edward is guess terrible. we'll find out I think I saw spoilers about Murtag oh. because. Oh. Um, do you know what I did today? What did you? What? I decided to go read the Aragon subreddit. Oh, <laughs> that's a bad idea. What a fun place! <laughs> it's just like alive Is and it? kicking. Just Is huge, it really? Huge fans of Aragon still just talking about how great Aragon is. <laughs> There's still people nice. that talk about it like regularly. Yeah. Oh, this post is from five hours ago. This one's from 14 hours ago. This huh. one's from 23 hours ago. Wow. Oh, another 13 hours ago. Just people are talking about it. There was, a, fans. there was like a campaign to get like a Disney Plus show, I think. And like yeah. we follow, we being uh, the Midlight Pod Instagram account, follow sure. Christopher Paolini on Instagram. And he's always like posting fan art from people. Wow. So like there's still an active fandom for 
the inheritance cycle. That does kind of like harken back to some of the things we said, I think, in our very first episode, which was just like, it's probably just that this was like a seminal series for a lot of people in our generation in terms of high fantasy. Yeah. People still like it. There were like three or four posts I saw that were like, is this series good? Should I read it? And I was like, I'm going to let the subreddit. <laughs> what what was the uh, consensus that you saw? I guess on the Aragon subreddit. Yeah, <laughs> on probably. the Ar- literally all the comments were like, do you really think you're going to get an unbiased opinion here? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no. No. <laughs> I think that's partially why I, I read it before I started reading the chapters today. And I think that's partially why I came into it and was like, oh, this is sad. And like, dang. I was like reading this subreddit of people being like, I'm a huge fan. And then I was like, yeah, this this book was good. <laughs> it was good. Join me over on the good. dark side. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'll just read, I'll skim the subreddit before I read the chapters every time. Just to like just hype to you like, up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, if you want someone to tell you how great Aragon is, I'm right here. <laughs> you do that for an hour every week or other weeks. So don't I sure worry. Do. <laughs> I'm aware of your opinion. Um, I did come across a fun post. Okay. That I'm, well, it's not super fun. Um, we'll see. More fun than these chapters, probably. Yeah, sure. So oh. maybe you guys can answer it with me. So the question is, if you were sent to Allegasia today, oh, what God. would you do? <laughs> oh, probably die. <laughs> so I don't Definitely think go what to would spine. you do <laughs> is the actual questions. I think it's like, what would you bring with you? Oh, oh! In five minutes, you've been in informed. You've been transported to Allegasia. Any items you're holding will come with you to Allegasia. Zero point five percent of Aragon fans also received this message. <laughs> What items do you okay. take? How, is there a limit on how many items? So they can holding. only be like in your pockets or like you have to be able to like lift them, like hold it. So it can't be like a backpack? I think you can have a backpack full of stuff. Then I would have a backpack for like camping. <laughs> there you go. I don't have any camping gear. And but a water I do filter. Have- yeah, it was like, I do have a water filter, some SSRIs, and some sunglasses, which I think would probably be pretty helpful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does say you arrive at the start of the first book. In Carvajal? Yeah. Or a- in anywhere. Oh. I was like, I'd just go, like, find some family and be like, lo, Please. I am very learned, let me be a librarian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, be I like- would become a fucking forest witch. <laughs> yeah. Build a All of us hut. are just like... Nah, there's probably going to be a war of some yeah. kind. I want no part of it. None. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nah. No nope. thanks. I will literally live in bring the everything spine. I need for camping, set up my camp as I build my house, and then I'm going to build my forest hut, and I'm going to be a witch in the forest. I'm going to go live with Angela. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's too much work for me. I'm going to find a nice family in a small town and ingratiate yeah. myself with them and stay there. Now I'm yeah. going to be the local hermit. Remember how we just did our uh, four temperaments and one of my things was cautious? Yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. finding the most secure position I can and just staying there and not getting involved. <laughs> Someone here says, print out the recipe for gunpowder and then go to the Varden. <laughs> I <have> respect. <laughs> this is great. Can I bring a rock with me and have it turn into a dragon egg? Because I would, like, deal with all of the bullshit of being a dragon rider if it meant I got a dragon. Sure. Mm-hmm. Maybe I could just, like, poof myself into the, uh, I don't know, the f***ing vault under Galbatorix's oh. place where the dragon eggs are and just abscond with them. Christopher Paolini answered this question. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What did you say? say? Christopher Paolini says that he would pick up his wife and son. <laughs> okay. So that he could bring them with him. Why would he want to bring his wife and son into a world fraught with warfare and magic? Well, then he would go live with the dwarves. Ah, uh, that's smart. Make knives and then write dwarven operas badly. Wow. Wow. That's Just a good like answer. he wrote Aragon. <laughs> wow, oh. rude. <laughs> You're the one who likes it. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't mean it's good. When we started this podcast, we were like, we're going to make sure to be nice, 
about all the books. We yeah, I think about that a lot. We've I think not about that a, a lot job. too. Listen, I really like this book. There you go. Any I'm book you read you. like this is, <laughs> yeah, especially when it's written by a 15 year old <laughs> yeah it's okay the next book we read will be my favorite and then I yeah that one's written too. by a grown-up <laughs> that one's written by a grown-up it's a good start <sighs> anyway see if you can guess what sophie's book is the ways it's different from aragon and twilight it was written by a grown-up and it was written by a grown-up who had written another book previous <laughs> wait guys <laughs> stephanie meyer was a grown-up <laughs> yeah so it's different from Aragon in that it was written by a grown-up, and it's different from Twilight in that it was written by a grown-up who had written another book before. Oh, got it. Oh, sorry. Again, mm-hmm. Copapod brain. Copapod brain over here. <laughs> Old Copapod Old brain Sam. Sam. Oh. Yeah, Sam the Copapod brain. Just can't process words right now or people saying things. That'll be your uh, Swamp Witch title. I'll be like, ah, yeah. Old Sam the Copapod Old brain. That's what I'm going to do in Allegasia. I'm going to go f***ing taxonomy on their copepods. <laughs> you can go the convince people that... no sense. You're going to show up in Allegasia in, like, your modern clothes with your, like, polypropylene hiking gear and be like, take me to your copepods. <laughs> I will have a microscope in my backpack. <laughs> We'd all but get, like... like, killed on sight. I feel oh, like it's the answer to that really. question. Be like, a devil! <laughs> She's I'd... wearing pants! <laughs> I'd die of a preventable disease. For (laughs) sure. I would die of witchcraft. Yeah. I would probably die of dehydration or dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) It would be something to deal with water and it would be extremely unpleasant. (laughs) Uh, Too accurate. Uh, Um, Anyway, I think we're done. I think so too. Talking about this. Should we just say that Aragon dreams... Okay, Brom fucking dies. Aragon goes to sleep and dreams of the beautiful woman again. Also dying. Also dying. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's like, oh my god, I can't stand the thought of this beautiful woman dying. And Saphira's yeah. like, why is that, do you think? And Aragon's <laughs> like, I don't know. And Saphira doesn't say, but clearly knows that Aragon is just super horny for her and hasn't figured it out yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so She's that's like, that. even I get it. Because it's been six months and I'm sexually mature. She's sexually mature now. <laughs> I am an adult now. <laughs> I am an adult. Okay, let's guess what's happening in the next two chapters. Okay. Okay. And I think we're actually going to have a hard time with the second one. Okay. Oh. So the first one is called Capture at Gilead. Ah, and that seems self-explanatory. Yeah. yeah. And the second one is called Du Sundavar Frior. What? <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, wait. Is that like D-U or like D-O? D-U. And Sundavar is one word, and Frior is another word. Is there another dragon? I think it's... it's... Is it a place? Because the forest was due Weldenvarden. Oh, yeah, maybe. Do you think Capture Gilead... Do you think they maybe get caught by the Varden? Maybe. Oh, Oh, yeah. That would make sense. That would make sense. Yeah. I'd buy that. Because I was thinking I was thinking that Murtag is like, well, I'm definitely not going to go with you to the Varden. And I'm like, okay, so they're definitely going to get so caught obviously- by the Varden. Yeah, so that Murtag has to stay. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's my thought process. That's my guess. Yeah. Do yeah, that's fair. And maybe that's like the c- camp or... Yeah, it's a place. Main- like, things happen very quickly. Yeah. So I'm... Since they, it says... The end of this chapter, they're like, well, Gilead's really far away. And then the next chapter is like, they're at Gilead. Capture so at Gilead, I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'm guessing they get caught by the Varden and then go to the Varden stronghold. Yeah. Yes. That's my guess. I buy that. Yeah, me too. Cool. Great. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> we're great at guessing unless we're wrong, in which case that's what should have happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were right. Yeah. Okay. Well, other than that... <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys reading? I am not behind the book club, but I am behind based on when these episodes are coming out. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I am almost done Anxious People, the April book. <laughs> and I'm really enjoying it. I think that's also why I was like melancholy during reading these chapters. Yeah, that would do it. 
Yeah. I was Yuck. feeling melancholy. I wasn't, I'm not melancholic though, hmm. as a person. It's important to remember. <laughs> the only one on this podcast who's the only melancholic. one. <laughs> yeah. And otherwise, I'm continuing my reread of Everything Tomorrow Pierce. I finished the Caladri of Mindelin, the protector of the small series. Sure. And I started the Daughter of the Lioness series. And then yesterday I re-listened to all of House in the Cerulean Sea in one day <laughs> and cried. That? Yeah, and Jeez. cried at the passport office, being like, please fill out my passport. <laughs> oh, Sophie. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I'm reading. The nice. end. I guess it's me. I don't remember the books that I mentioned the last time we recorded, because uh, I've read a lot. So just a shout out to the two two of them that I finished, which was The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks and mm-hmm. A River Enchanted, both five stars. Great books. As nice. for what I'm currently reading, I'm currently listening to The Library of the Unwritten, uh, which Ooh. is a recommendation from Sophie. She was reading that earlier. And then I am physically reading Rhythm of War, which is the fourth book in the Stormlight Archives by Brandon Sanderson. And then just to kick things off, because, you know, I love a good laugh. uh, I'm reading Barbarian (laughs) Alien, Ice Planet Barbarians (laughs) (laughs) 2. Because I really have no reason. This book has nothing. There's nothing but (laughs) smut. So, Uh yeah. Wow. But I had to know. You have to know what happens to the barbarian aliens. (laughs) The barbarians. The barbarians. The (laughs) barbarians. Yeah. You know when, like, I think Sophie and I do this a lot with her cat, but you know when you, like, look at an animal and you're just like, there's just nothing there. Like, there's nothing going on. Yeah, nothing in your brain. That's how I feel when I look at this book. I'm just like, there's nothing here. But am I reading it? (laughs) Yes. happening. Sometimes you gotta. Yeah. Anyways, Hannah, how about you? Me. I also have read so many books between last time and this time. All of them were quite short. And my favorite two uh, were the two novellas I read, which were A Spindle Splinter by Alex E. Harrow, which you may remember Sophie mentioning. Sophie liked it, and I liked it a lot also. Five stars for me on that one. And A Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers. (gasps) which is another name you might recognize. She wrote The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, which is a series that I've been kind of trucking through. So those are both very good, and I definitely recommend both of them. And then currently, I am listening to Daughter of the Siren Queen, which is the sequel to Daughter of the Pirate King, which are two extremely YA books, but (laughs) I'm having a good time. (laughs) That's all that matters. Yeah. it's like They're a good time. Uh, they make me roll my eyes because they're like so. I know YA, but you know they're still fun. Yeah. And then I'm also listening to the Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. <gasps> yes, another one Sam recommended. Love and it. I finally started reading <laughs> in physical form Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is almost 900 pages. And it took me an hour to read the first three chapters, which are 30 pages in total. So I'm going to be on that one for a while. Wow. <laughs> nope, that's like me and Rhythm of War. We're in it together. Yeah. The longer we do this podcast, the more our what are we reading books are just... And this uh, Hannah recommended this to me and Sam recommended yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I recommended this to Sam and I recommended <laughs> Nobody's reading a book I recommended, which is kind of offensive, but that's I fine. guess that was my job. Yeah, geez, Sophie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go read Watership Down again <laughs> as Penny. You read that one. All the books you recommend to me are like, anyway, you should read Hench. It's really depressing. Oh, I have that book on my list. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I do have it. It's there. It just the hasn't made is... it to the top of the TBR yet. Yeah. You guys just like books that are sadder than what I like to read. Oh, yes. I like true. books that hurt me. Exactly. Me too. Yeah. Sophie, you should read A Psalm for the Wild Built. <laughs> I that I I have that one. You both I, should. Yeah, I have that one, and I'm gonna read it. It was really good. And Sam and I started reading our giant brick books in April, but we'll probably still be reading them when this book comes out, or when this chapter comes out in June. <laughs> <laughs> but perhaps we will also be reading our June Midlight Book Club book, 
which is Jade City by Fonda Lee. Oh, yeah. That was my pick. Yeah, that was Sam's pick. I forgot about that. I requested my library get a copy of it, and they said they would. So hopefully by June, they have done that. Yay! The last book I requested and they approved was in January, and they still don't have it. But, you know, we can only hope. (sighs) It's fine. I'm not mad about it. Everything's fine. (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) if... Usually, I start the outro by saying, if you liked this chapter of Midlight Crisis, but, like, this was kind of a... (laughs) (laughs) This was a weird one. This was kind of a weird one. If you... Made it to this point. Yeah, (laughs) if you finished this chapter of Midlight Crisis and derived some sort of value, entertainment or otherwise, consider rating and reviewing us on Spotify, (laughs) hopefully positively, or your podcatcher of choice. You can talk to us and find fun-related content on social media. We are at Midlight Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and all chapters of the show thus far are available on our website, midlightpod.podbean.com, and on YouTube. And since these chapters were kind of sad, we leave you with... And so it was that Brom, the storyteller, died. R.I.P. Wow. You kind of sucked, but we'll miss you, Brom. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't really like him. Uh, F's in the chat. F's in the chat. Yeah. <laughs>